Welcome to Positively Leading, the podcast that's all about helping you grow your resilience, leadership, and influence. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Howling, and each week we will be diving into a variety of topics related to leadership, communication, and personal growth. From feedback and accountability to diversity and inclusion, we'll explore the skills and strategies that you need to become a more effective leader. So whether you are looking to improve your communication skills, build strong relationships with your team, or simply become more confident in your role, join me on this journey of growth and discovery, and let's get positively leading. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Positively Leading. Thank you for joining me today for the second in our four-part series on the theme of feedback how we can reimagine feedback and take it from flawed to fabulous. So just reminding ourselves a little bit here, this is what you can expect in these four powerful episodes. Last week, we were building a solid base of understanding and beginning to reimagine feedback. And we covered the three reasons why feedback is important, the five reasons why feedback can be hard to give and receive well, and then how to reimagine feedback by applying my growth principles and in this way being able to create the most effective feedback experience for yourself and also for others. And if you haven't listened to it yet, I really encourage you to do so. Today, I'm going to be covering the three different kinds of feedback that we need to thrive and how to give feedback that feels good, people want to receive and that actually makes a difference. And I'm going to share two simple frameworks to do just that. And then we're going to move into the third and the fourth episode of the series. And the third one is around how do we get better at receiving feedback? And then the fourth, how to build a culture of feedback in your team or in your school. And I'm super excited about this because I think I mentioned last week that feedback really is the lifeblood of learning and growth. And yet so often it feels anything but that. And I know how transformational feedback can be, you know, when we get better at it and whether that's giving it or receiving it. This is from personal experience and it's also from the work that I've done with thousands of leaders and teachers in coaching and training as well. So I'm I'm passionate about it in case you haven't realised. But let's think about today and how do we take our feedback from flawed to fabulous. And first of all, Let's dive in with the three different kinds of feedback that we need as human beings to thrive. And there are basically three different kinds of feedback. There's appreciative, developmental and evaluative. And we need all three of them to satisfy our human needs. And I developed my thinking around this after reading a fabulous book, which is called Thanks for the Feedback by Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen. And they say to separate appreciation appreciative feedback, coaching feedback, and evaluation. But here's my take on it. There's three things, okay? So we need, first of all, appreciative feedback. And appreciative feedback is what we give and receive when we are spotlighting something that's been done well. And it's also about appreciating who we are as human beings and saying thank you for our efforts and thank you also just for for being you. (laughs) And this works best, as always, as any kind of feedback does, when it's authentic, when it's specific, and when it's strengths-based. And this is not simply praise. For example, great job on the presentation, Sarah. That's kind of candy feedback. It's feedback that might feel good in the moment, but it doesn't last and it doesn't necessarily give you anything to be able to build on. What we want to do is give more meaningful feedback, feedback that's more sustainable. 
And that might be, for example, Sarah, you have got a real strength for communication, in particular, an ability to create a story in your presentations that brings the audience along with you and helps to create awareness and understanding. Now, there's a real specificity to that, right? It's, it's truly spotlighting strengths and the impact of those strengths, rather than just, great job on the presentation, Sarah. And if we go back to the growth principles from last episode, it's highlighting the R here, recognizing strengths. And in helping others to see strengths, it helps them to build and to grow. And it's also giving specific examples. So that's appreciative feedback. Now, the second kind of feedback that we need is developmental feedback. And this is a feedback that's intended to help us to get better at what we do. It can show us a way to do something differently or a better way to do something and help us to grow. And it could also be related to whether we're developing skills or maybe fixing a perceived imbalance or something that's, that's gone a little bit wonky within a, a relationship. But when this kind of feedback is provided as part of a coaching approach, a dialogue rather than a monologue, it engages somebody in really thinking and owning the best way forward. Actually, I'm just, before we go any further, I'm just going to share a bugbear of mine. We talk about giving or delivering feedback and, and just even the language that we use there, right? It makes it seem very much like a monologue, a kind of stand and deliver. And the more we're able to reframe all feedback to a dialogue, a sharing of ideas, co-constructing a way forward, the more impactful it's going to be. And the third kind of feedback is evaluative feedback. And this is the feedback that tells us how well we are doing compared to others or compared to a specific standard. So it aligns expectations and it also clarifies consequences as well. So identifying the kind of feedback, the kind of dialogue that you need to have is key. So remembering here, the first one is the idea of appreciative feedback. The second is developmental feedback. And the third is evaluative feedback. So identifying the kind of feedback dialogue that you need to have. And also thinking about if you're wanting to motivate and get the best possible performance out of your team, then there are three questions to think about before having a conversation. And also that's around the kind of conversation that you might need to have as well. So the first question to ask yourself is, do I need to tell this person what they've done wrong? Or do I need to tell them that something needs to be fixed? The second question is, are they aware of it? And are they keen to actually put it right? And the third is, will they actually just perform better if I praise them for their strengths and I spotlight their strengths and lead them to get on with it? Quite often, we don't really think about those three questions. We can either just let something slide and not have a conversation, or we can jump in and tell somebody what they've done wrong. So really think about those three. Do I need to tell them that they've actually done something wrong? Are they aware of it? And are they keen to do something about it? And will they actually just perform better if I praise their strengths and lead them to get on with it? So three things to think about. Because a lot of the time people are aware actually of their shortcomings and they are working to change that. So boosting their confidence can often be the fastest route to helping them to make those changes and to continue to learn and grow. 
Now, before we look at any strategies and frameworks, I want to highlight something really important. When we think about feedback, we often think of negative feedback. And I spoke in the last episode about the idea of the way that we are wired for negativity. But when we think about feedback, we often think of this negative feedback or constructive criticism or some other kind of icky phrase. And actually, if we think about all feedback as being developmental, you know, we can learn from our strengths. We can learn from our areas to improve and we can learn from evaluative feedback as well. We can learn from all three different kinds. But guess which kind of feedback is more common? Now, if you guessed constructive or negative feedback, then you were right. But guess what kind of feedback we actually need more of as human beings? And if you guessed appreciative, then you'd also be right as well. And positive psychology research, this comes from the work of Barbara Fredrickson, she suggests a ratio of at least three to one in favour of positive feedback. And other research actually moves us to a five to one to make a real genuine positive difference. Now, building this ratio has got three core benefits. The first is it supports the creation of a much more strengths-based culture, and that's been proven to increase productivity and performance over time. The second is that when we get seen through the lens of our strengths, this is so powerful because we feel seen for who we truly are. And this builds into Barbara Fredrickson broaden and build theory, because here we end up with increased positive emotions, which lead to improved processing, creativity, greater resilience, greater performance, trust, better negotiation, decision making skills, better everything, actually, you know, and when we feel better about ourselves, there's a lot of research here, but actually it's kind of common sense and that when we feel better about ourselves, we're going to do better and we're going to learn better, right? So that's part of the broaden and build theory. And then the third core benefit is that when we spot strengths and we spot those positive behaviors in others, it can really start to shift how we show up in conversations and can really start to support changing and countering any kind of negativity bias that we might have. So building that ratio, thinking to yourself, how can I have more positive conversations and share appreciative feedback with that ratio of three to one? And we'll talk more about this in part four of this series when we're talking about building a culture of feedback. But for now, I just wanted to highlight it because both the frameworks I'm going to share can actually be used for any kind of feedback, whether it's little air quotes, positive or negative feedback. Okay, so let's think now about how to give feedback that actually feels good, that people want to receive, and that makes a difference. And I'm going to share two frameworks to support you with this. So the first is another mnemonic, and it's what I call my gain framework. And this is because we can gain so much from feedback. Now, cheesy maybe, but I hope it helps you to remember it. So gain stands for the G is get permission, the same as the G in growth from the last episode. A is action, I is impact, and N is next steps. So let's look in a little bit more detail about what this actually could sound like. So the G, get permission. Now here, we might say something along the lines of, I've got something I'd like to discuss with you that I think will help us to work together more effectively. Is now a good time to talk? 
Or simply, may I share something that's coming up for me? Or may I make a suggestion? Yeah, when you're asking permission, you're building that respect and that trust. And when you have permission, you can begin the conversation. Now, if they say no, then you need to be respecting that no. And you could ask, well, when would be a good time or when might be a good time? Because really, we want somebody to be saying yes to the feedback so that they're going to be in a much more open space to be able to hear the feedback and have that powerful conversation with you. So G is get permission. Now, the A stands for action. This is something that you've observed, right? And it needs to be no blame, no judgment. It's simply a description of the other person's behavior. So a helpful phrase to start this is when you. So you might say, for example, when you spoke over the top of me in the team meeting today, when you were quiet in the meeting this morning, when you missed the deadline for reports, whatever that might be, but you're simply describing the behavior, a concrete example. Then the I comes about the description or the effect of that behavior on the speaker or on the most meaningful consequence, for example. Now, you can use phrases here where I feel or I think. You can also keep it around an impact. So the impact is. And again, if you think about the difference between you are so disrespectful versus when you spoke over the top of me in the meeting this morning, I felt hurt and disrespected. That's a really different approach. So the tip here is to just be aware of whenever you're using adjectives. So if you're starting a sentence with you are, then be really careful and really conscious about whatever follows that. So when you are using this, okay, be as descriptive as possible. So the impact is around I feel or I think or the impact is. And then the final part, the N, is about next steps. And this is so important because here you are bringing somebody into a conversation. So would you be willing to? Or how might we? Or what are your thoughts about? Okay, we want to invite them into having that dialogue with you. So we're moving away from the monologue and into a dialogue. So gain, again, the G is get permission. A is action. I is impact and N is the next steps. Keep it short and keep it impactful. Now, examples here might be, let's think about actually first some developmental feedback examples. So you might say, when you missed the deadline on Thursday morning, I felt stressed as I had to finish the project on my own. And the impact of that is it wasn't as high quality as it could have been. Now, I really do appreciate your input, so this was difficult for me on a number of levels. How will you ensure you meet the next deadline? Okay, so here you've got the action, the impact, and the next steps. And another example could be when arguments happen in team meetings, like this morning, I notice that we lose focus and we waste time. I'd love us to be more collaborative about resolving our differences so that we can get more done together. How might we address concerns without arguing next time? Yeah, so you are bringing somebody into the conversation. And always there's going to be a action, an impact, and a next steps. And of course, with all of these, you've got permission first with the G. 
Now, you can also use this, as I mentioned, with positive feedback or praise or appreciative feedback. So, for example, you might say here, your presentation this morning was really informative and challenging, yet it was super fun for and engaging for participants too. You've inspired me and I would love to create sessions like this too. Could we have a meeting where you can share some tips for designing with me? Would that be okay? You could also have a positive feedback example where you might say something around, you communicated with all stakeholders clearly and frequently on the last project, and this really helped to keep us on track. How can you help us to do that on this project? So you're building on those strengths of a previous impact that somebody has had, a positive impact. So you can use this GAIN framework. Notice how short and simple these statements are. We can often get ourselves a little bit tongue twisted and tied up, can't we, when we're thinking about how do I actually say this? So if you think, first of all, about the G, getting permission, A, sharing the action, being really descriptive, non-judgmental, non-blameful, it's just as descriptive as possible. Then you're giving the impact and then you are inviting them into a conversation with a question, thinking about what the next steps you might take. Okay, so that's the GAIN framework. Now, an even simpler one for you is what I call the notice and question combo. And this one can be used at any time, but it's particularly good for in the moment feedback. This is about when we want to engage somebody in dialogue about something we're experiencing in the here and the now. So let's say, for example, that you notice Bob is not listening to you in a meeting and you want to call him out on it. Now, the notice question combo helps you to raise this and actually call him in rather than alienate and let's try again rather than alienate him and call him out so rather than bob you're not listening to me you could share what you notice in a non-judgmental and a specific way and then ask a question so notice and question combo this might sound like Bob, I'm sensing that you're a little distracted. What would be helpful for you now? Or Bob, I'm noticing you haven't said anything in a few minutes. What's going on for you? Or Bob, I'm noticing that you haven't asked me any questions about this. What are you taking from what I've shared? Notice in all of this, we're able to call Bob into a conversation by the simple act of noticing and questioning. Now, equally, we can use this in something that's appreciative. So I love your use of language there. Can you tell me more about that? Or I noticed you asked some powerful questions in the meeting. Could you share some tips with me? So the notice and the question combo is simple, is straightforward, and you can use it for in the moment feedback. Now, remember, we're layering all of this on top of the growth principles from the first in the series. Because when we know that someone cares about us, someone wants the best for us and tells us what they are experiencing and feeling, this can be really transformational. Okay, so here's what we've covered today. We have explored the three different kinds of feedback that we need to thrive. And we've unpicked and unpacked a little bit about how to give feedback that actually feels good, people want to receive and that can make a powerful difference. And the two frameworks that I shared for that are the GAIN framework and the notice and question combo. So super powerful, simple frameworks. 
Now, tune in next week for the next one in the series. And this is where we're going to explore something that is rarely talked about and even more rarely taught in feedback programs. And that's actually how to get better at receiving feedback, even if, or perhaps especially if, you didn't ask for it, you didn't want it, and you think it's just plain wrong. So tune in next week, and until then, keep on positively leading. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Positively Leading. I hope you found it helpful in your journey to becoming a better leader. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. Your feedback not only helps me grow, but also helps others discover the podcast and join our community of positive leaders. And if you'd like to work with me, you can head over to sarahowling.com to find out how. Thanks once again for listening. And remember, the world needs more brilliant leaders just like you. So keep on positively leading.